Hi, you're listening to Ishing Slip-Ons with Michelle. I wanted to apologize. I know that I said I wasn't going to apologize anymore at the beginning of my podcast episodes, but I did want to apologize this time, even though I intentionally didn't record an episode because I wanted to finish watching the Travel Up the Ladder with CBX episodes. Um, and I wanted to talk about um, Star Road as well, since I believe I finished the last episodes with Nini. I think that they only intended for six episodes with him, uh, and I finished watching that as well, so I wanted to cover that. Um, I first wanted to start talking about the Elysian Dot Concerts, days one through three, which looked amazing. Everybody got a solo, a lot of shippers were being fed really well um I enjoyed watching it I enjoyed seeing Nini's solo um but also Bacon's solo Psycho and then reading the lyrics on it they did such an amazing job though like everyone um we got a new Chan Hoon song um We Young that was awesome it's just amazing, like, how everyone was given a solo, and we also got to see a sneak peek of um, Sehun's new drama that's coming up, and Kyungsoo's new drama that's coming up, uh, and so I'm definitely really jealous of whoever was able to attend. Um, I was planning on going to the Macau date, but my sister didn't get her passport in time, so I didn't want to go ahead and, like, buy the package the global package without knowing whether we could go or not because those global packages are pretty pricey and um sm doesn't give a full refund after a while there's like a percentage like at most you can get 90 percent back um but you're never giving the full 100 and i'm pretty sure i guess like if i would have bought it i'm pretty sure someone else was gonna buy it from me but you know it's never really a guarantee um Anyway, I'm still kind of salty that I wasn't able to get tickets for that because it looks awesome. Like, just <sighs> Nini in a crop top and, like, the body strap and the bacon and the body strap and just all of them just looking amazing and doing a great job and they look so happy and they haven't spoiled anything about the comeback and nothing was spoiled at the concert yet, so... <sighs> We are in an exo drought right now, but seeing them being so happy during their concerts, and I think part of the happiness is just knowing that we've only seen a small portion of what they have planned for the year. I'm sure that they have plenty more planned. Um, I guess I haven't covered Star Road Episodes 3 and 4, um, which... If I do recall, I might as well get cover the entire Star Road episode. So from where we left off last, episodes one and two is when they start making the Vietnamese dish. And three and four, um, they finish. So like I said, the episodes are really short. They're about four or five minutes long. And so if it seems like um, just like power throwing, it's because it's really... Um, it's really short. 
so in episodes three and four, they're continuing. So they also introduce a new dish. So the um, first dish was a Vietnamese um, sandwich, and the second one is with ribs. And so they're introducing that new dish as well as finishing the um, the Vietnamese sandwich. And then episode five is where they finish the ribs, and then. Um, the chef has Nini cutting up the pieces, and he notices that Nini's cutting them really small, and he asks them, you know, well, or kind of points it out, like, oh, that's very interesting that you're um, cutting them in bite-sized pieces, and Nini tells him that his intention is actually to help feed the staff, although it was pretty funny because the staff didn't really volunteer to uh, take a bite, but um, he went ahead and, like, gave them bites of his cooking anyway and then um there was also a staff member who was able to um try out his sandwich and um she didn't want to I don't know if it was like that she didn't want to offend him I mean it's definitely not that uh his sandwich wasn't good it just uh, was missing the cilantro or the coliander that's usually found in Vietnamese dishes, and um, and she just didn't want to say it, but without saying it, without saying it, she told him that it could have used some cilantro or coliander in it in there, and I thought that was kind of funny. And then so we kind of see something similar to that in episode five, where none of the cast mem- or the staff members want to try it out but um he feeds them anyway uh and which I was thought I thought was really sweet because he really didn't have to um the chef said that that was really sweet of him like he had just made the dish for himself and seeing that Jongen um made the st- the dish for the staff really moved him and um episode six is the staff asking him questions like his favorite EXO album what he would do if he wasn't in EXO um what his favorite part of being an idol was and similar questions to that nature so if you haven't watched it in total it probably doesn't take any more than half an hour of your day I would definitely watch it if not just to watch episode six and answering his questions because some of the answers were pretty funny like which members would he recommend um if he had a younger sister to date his younger sister and he said none uh so it's pretty funny and so no now going back to um cbx ladders episode so starting from where we left off episode 36 um so there's a car game and mini Armin sock points out that he doesn't really know any of these games and asks if they could probably shift to a different game and so he suggests the nonsense quiz which if you don't um, know about the nonsense quiz it's really just silly answers a lot of it is wordplay and he boasts that he's really good at that game unfortunately um, he maybe only got a couple right he was dominated by Zhang Dae. Zhang Dae answered like a lot of the questions correctly. Um, it didn't really upset Min, but it, it just kind of shows his sense of humor. He's definitely like another Jun Mian in the group, another Suho, uh, in that he really enjoys his dad jokes and some of his jokes 
I find them funny, but I guess the members um, don't find it funny. They're kind of over that. Episodes 37 and 38 um, feature a ladder game for a variety of meat. Um, Episode 38, there's a rock, paper, scissors with staff for meat and beer. No one won, so they ended up giving staff one piece of uh, the rib each. So um, that was pretty cute because they came up with the idea, well, if the staff can beat all three of members of CBX, then they can go ahead and get a piece of meat. Unfortunately, even if a staff member was able to beat one, they weren't able to like get through the second one. So much less, I don't think anyone was able to beat all three at all. Um, so they ended up feeling bad and just ended up giving each uh, staff member a piece of meat anyway. Um, and then we learn a little bit about the travel up the ladder with CBX show. So it was actually four days and three nights. They keep mentioning Kyungsu um, and possibly going to Thailand. And also at the on episode 39, they must play a game to get a wish granted. Um a wish granted for the staff per member. So each um, staff or each member has a designated wish assigned to them that was given to them by uh, a staff, like the, something that the staff wanted to see them do. And it's all pretty much based on their specialty. Um, so examples of the wishes include like listening to the new song. Uh, Chen won, so the wish was not granted. The promoting the reality show with the voice impersonation, Bacon lost, which means that the wish was granted. And so um, we got to see his impersonation and him introducing the CBX ladder show with that voice. And he's, a, I mean, as we've seen in the past, he's really good at his impersonations. Um, and he was a really good sport about it. It definitely went a lot longer than I had thought, <laughs> to the point where I felt like, oh my gosh, I think his voice is getting hoarse. Um, but he did it anyway, and that is also seen in episode 40. And for Minsak, which he lost so that her wish was granted, he had to do a three-set dance. So he has to dance cutely, sexily, and handsomely. So, um, some of the songs include the shark song and Havana by, um, Camila Cabello, and he showcases that in episode 40. So episode 40 starts off with men's three dances and it's hilarious. You definitely have to watch that portion. I really enjoyed it. And it ends with the last ladder game, um, the last ladder game for their last meal which they got to see um over the water like um on a pier and the members um were like well what's a catch because if we could order anything there must be a catch and of course it was another ladder as ladder game as to be expected excuse me they mentioned king su in thailand again so I'm not sure if we're going to be able to see that. And 
the show wraps up with bloopers as well as the cameraman um and cbx makes comments like are you sure you're not an xol because he makes comments of like how cute they are uh while he's filming them and i don't know if it's intentional but they're like all walking in a line like one after the other and um they get to talk about like what their favorite parts of the show was as well as you get to see min sock after his three dances and he's kind of like having um quintessential crisis because he's like i cannot believe that this that that portion is going to be aired and he tries to convince them not to air it because um some of the dance moves were a little bit ridiculous but i thought it was so cute and he just danced it so confidently and even if like he was like losing ideas of what to do he just like kept going and he just like had all this energy and for something that was being done first thing in the morning like kudos to him even if like the dance moves were ridiculous he made it look good um so Jong Dae did mention that the first day reminded him of his childhood where they go to that manga town uh, or the town based off of um that author's illustrations and his uh manga uh so I believe that was Totori second day full of lots of energy where they go hang gliding and sand surfing and the third day was more of a healing day which was horseback riding making ice cream and coffee and um also on episode 40 you see uh, min sok giving himself homework like he wants to try to make uh, the coffee the way that they made it in japan um as well as making tofu with the uh it's like a mill so like the hand mill trying to make tofu with that he wants to read um the manga that was based off of the town that they went to and oh he wanted to research ladder games as well because he for some reason thought that the staff wasn't making them difficult enough even though sometimes he wasn't win he wasn't as as fortunate as his confidence was when it came to the ladders game but overall i really liked the show um i thought it we got to see like a different side of of CBX, um, yeah, as opposed to just seeing them on stage performing. And also, it's different. Uh, it was similar to Showtime. Oh, excuse me. It was similar to Showtime in that you know you get to see kind of more behind the scenes. You get to see like their personality and their um, and they're doing like all these activities and everything. But it was different, and I in the sense that I like that it was like a smaller group so you can really see which what each member is thinking and like their thoughts on the activities that they're doing or that the places that they're at um and I just love seeing the dynamics between each members of CBX you know obviously they're not only are they in EXO together but they're also in a subunit together so that could be different than their dynamics with other members within the group so seeing them enjoy it and also um talk about how even though that they tour to all these amazing places they're not really given enough time to really delve into each country that they go to so they said that that was really their first time that they've ever really 
uh, immerse themselves in Japanese culture as far as like really looking um, looking into each town more thoroughly and getting to enjoy it and it could be just because there's really not enough time there's they're always working pretty much and also because of their theme um, a lot of the towns that they went to for the most part they were given a lot of privacy it wasn't until like people started like catching on like oh cbx is here that they started to surround them um but for the most part they were pretty much left alone and uh, it looked like it was a very a very um healing trip for them i would agree with jong day and that like it was very healing even throughout you know, at first they did look really tired and the staff mentioned that as well, that they looked really tired the first day, but they were able to get a lot of rest. They were able to eat a lot of delicious food and to try new things out. So I'm curious to see what other members they choose. Like, um, obviously it's probably going to be every member is going to do the, the ladder game. Um, but I'm curious, like what, what groups are they going to put together so I can see like the different dynamics amongst amongst like these different groups of members um I'm also curious to see who or where they're gonna go to um which countries they decide I doubt that they choose Japan again um but if they did if you know what other areas they decide to go to and um I'm also curious to see if Yixing is actually going to be part of it, and if CBX will ever get the opportunity to travel with King Su as much as they want to. They mention him a lot throughout the show, and I'm wondering if it's because um, I heard a rumor that they room together, that they're all roommates in the same dorm, or not roommates, I, I should say housemates. You know, they're all housemates in the same dorm. So, um, curious if we'll ever get to see that or if they'll ever get the opportunity to do that with him um since I kept bringing him up uh so that's pretty much it that's my thoughts on it um I enjoyed it like I said it was seeing something different you know not necessarily them with like their stage personas it's more of them you know enjoying themselves and just being normal 20 something year olds and enjoying their time off and being able to share that with us. And they also took a lot of selfies throughout the trip. So um, SM has put together a selfie book, which um, I ordered. I haven't received it yet, um, but it features the selfies that CBX took on the trip. Uh, so I will update on that when I receive it. And last thoughts before I end the, the episode. Um, I did get my Privé. I haven't tried it on. But I got my items, every item that I ordered. I ordered three items, so I'll go ahead and post pictures of that as well as post up my review. I've heard great things from the people who've already tried it on. Right now it's really hot in California. So um, I ordered two sweaters and I ordered the Selka tee. So hopefully I'll be able to at least wear the Selka tee this weekend. Um, but... I'm not really able to um, wear it at work. I don't think it's work appropriate, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would rock it with pride. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention... Was, 
Was it that? Was it just the privé? Yeah, I think it was just the privé. If I remember what I wanted to talk about, I'll bring it up probably during the next episode, but I'm recording this in the heat in my car in the middle of my lunch. So I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else. Um, Next... I'm not sure what I'll cover next. Uh, I still have to go through Go Fighting and Rich Man, Poor Woman. So hopefully I can catch up on those and that'll be our next episode. Um, As always, follow me on Tumblr at Yixing Slip-Ons, Twitter at Yixing Slip-Ons, and on SoundCloud. Um, Oh, I remembered what I wanted to talk about. Your girl got actually um, a Lucky One tattoo, the Lucky One logo behind my ear uh, it was that between that and um one of the war logos but I couldn't bring myself to do it because Ishing wasn't a part of that comeback even though I really love the album he wasn't a part of it and it would have broken my heart if I would have gotten it knowing that he wasn't a part of of the that album and pretty much power in universe like that whole that whole era so, I ended up getting the Lucky One tattoo. Um, it wasn't planned to be um, behind my ear. I actually wanted it somewhere on my arm. And my tattoo artist was like, well, if you get it mid-arm, that looks weird. Because if you decide to add something else to it, um, it's just going to be like in a random spot. Throws things off. He wanted to put it on my wrist. And I thought I already have like two um, or one tattoo on each wrist. If I put another one, it might look cluttered. So uh, last minute, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it behind my ear. And I, the only thing I regret about putting it behind my ear is that I can't see it, but I don't regret getting it. It's a cute location. Um, it's an awesome tattoo. Like, it's just adorable. Like, real ones know what it is. You know, like, XOLs will recognize what it is, and the people who don't understand it will just think it's, like, a random logo. Um and I think it kind of fits along with all my other tattoos. Um, I was thinking about getting a sheep as well for Ishing, but we'll see. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I'm still looking forward to the comeback. We haven't received any spoilers, so I'll keep an eye out. Tomorrow's the 27th. I'll see if there are, if there's like any news based off of I think it's like the longest red moon or like some sort of eclipse is happening tomorrow something where a lot of XOLs are thinking that some spoilers could possibly come out tomorrow but I'll keep you updated on that like I said before I remembered what I was going to talk about follow me on tumblr at Yixing Slip-Ons um soundcloud at at Yixing Slip-Ons and on twitter at Yixing Slip-Ons and I'll post pics of my tattoo and I want to hear your thoughts about not only my tattoos, but also about the episodes and what you want to hear about. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye.